Welcome to Influencer Business, where influencers get help with the hard stuff. We're a team of influencers and entrepreneurs dedicated to bringing professional resources and infrastructure to our community. I'm Rich Gudelari, CEO of Trove. I'm an entrepreneur focused on helping influencers run and grow their businesses with the resources and information they need. Our weekly podcast features guests from across the professional landscape, sharing their experiences and advice and answering questions from the Trove community, which you can submit on our website at www.trovebusiness.com. Welcome back to Influencer Business. I'm your host, Rich Scudelari. Very excited to have you with us here today. We've got an amazing episode lined up for you. This is the fifth and final installment of our masterclass on how to work with brands. So in case you're just joining us, you should go back and listen to the first four episodes because what we're going to be doing today is just recapping the big takeaways from those episodes. Uh, We had five amazing contributors who work at agencies and as independent consultants running influencer partnerships and programs for brands. So they sit in between the brands and the influencers. They see everything they share just a tremendous amount of insight, tips, tricks, all sorts of things for you as influencers, how you can be better, both working with brands, developing brand relationships, identifying new brands to work with, and what you can do to improve not only your business, but also your reputation. But before I go any further, I really want to extend a heartfelt thank you to the contributors who made this possible. They donated their time. They're not getting paid. They're not getting compensated. They're doing this out of the goodness of their heart. And hopefully you will benefit from it. So a big thank you to all of our contributors, Sydney Fazan from LaForce, Angie Niles, Alex Honatska from ShopStyle, Carly Hill from Allison Broad Marketing and Communications, and Lauren McGrath from Activate. Could not have done it without them. They've been wonderful throughout this whole process. And we feel very lucky to have them share all of their amazing insights with us here at Trove. And hopefully you will benefit from them. In this final episode, I just wanted to touch on five key takeaways that I had after spending a lot of time chatting with and thinking about the conversations that I had with these contributors. I think there are a couple key things that if you get nothing else out of the last four installments, the things that I think you should take away from this. The first thing is you need to treat your work like a business. You need to be professional. It sounds easy and And perhaps this is stating the obvious, but I think you'd be shocked at how many people don't treat their work as an influencer as a real business. And it can be for a variety of reasons, but whatever the reason is, it needs to stop. Because as we've said before on the podcast and in our content, if you don't treat your work like a real business, why would anybody else do it? Yes, this is a new industry. It's a new area of work or commerce, but that doesn't mean it shouldn't be taken any less seriously. In fact, it should be taken more seriously by you because this is your reputation on the line. You're putting yourself out there, so treat it as such. It's a very public endeavor. Make sure that you're building a very solid reputation. Respond to emails on time. Even if you're saying no to a project, ask for an extension before a deadline comes up. Give your brand partners the proper airtime instead of losing them in just a sea of personal content. These are not big moments or gestures. It doesn't take big moments or big gestures, but it's these small kind of continuous habits that you're consistent with. And over time, you build into your kind of the second nature you run your business that really matter and that will carry you forward. So first takeaway is treat this like a business and be professional. I think the second thing that I wanted to harp on was just be a pleasure to work with. You would be surprised how far that can take you. It's also very simple. Don't be a diva. At the end of the day, influencer marketing is about people working with people. People are making the decisions on who gets a campaign. People are working with the influencers on those campaigns. And at the end of the day, 
people are the ones paying the bills. It's not automated. It's not robotic. You know, you might think that you're special, but there are a lot of influencers out there who are just as big and convert just as well as you. So why would anybody go through the hassle of working with somebody who is more trouble than they're worth if they can just turn around and work with somebody else who's nicer? And they won't. As one of our contributors said, it takes less energy and less effort to be nice than it does to be mean or demanding. And even when it does take a little bit more effort, do it. The investment is worth it because the industry, as they've harped on again and again throughout this masterclass, it's a small industry and people talk. They all have friends at other agencies. They all have friends who are consultants. And so it really takes a long time to build up a good reputation, but it can be lost in a nanosecond. It's really up to you. It's not hard to be nice, but do it. Be a pleasure to work with, and you'll find that you'll get more business than not because people like working with you. The third thing that I want to touch on is something that several of the contributors said throughout the course of this masterclass, and that's turn down business when it's not right for you. It sounds counterintuitive because, listen, we get it. You're trying to pay the bills. You're paying your mortgage, your rent, you're saving for your kid's college fund. Money matters, and when you are the sole breadwinner or when you're the main source of income, Every dollar matters. We get it. But at the same time, as you heard, the agencies and the consultants see this as a positive thing. It's a clear indicator that you know what your brand is and you know what will resonate with your audience. And you have the self-possession. You have the wherewithal to say, no, I'm not going to do this, even though it's a big check, because I know it won't resonate and I'm not willing to compromise my brand. And I think one of the things that we possibly don't think about this is that actually could bring in a lot more business. because. As an agency or as a consultant, if I know that I can rely on an influencer to tell me whether or not this is good for them and I don't have to worry about them just saying yes to everything, I am more inclined to send them projects because I don't have to do the work. I don't have to do the thinking. I know they'll tell me if this will convert well or it won't convert well. Think about that. That's such a relief because then I don't have to go through the heuristics or dig into the details. I can just trust them. So you'll probably see more programs or more collaboration opportunities come across your desk because the agencies and the consultants feel like they can trust you. And at the end of the day, they're trying to create the best experience for their client as possible. And so if they trust you, they're going to lean on you more than you might realize. So it seems counterintuitive, and a lot of people are scared to turn down business, one, because you can't turn down the paycheck, or two, they're worried about the brands, agencies, or consultants coming back to them. Don't worry about that. They will come back to you because you're building trust. The fourth thing I want to touch on is invest in your partnerships. And it's not just about investing money. It's about investing time. You know, brands and the people they work with are not just a paycheck. Yes, I mean, the payment is important and revenue is obviously what drives your business and helps you run it. You have to think about these campaigns and partnerships as relationships. Even if it's a one-off campaign, you never know how these things might turn out. The campaign manager might leave to go to another company that is your ideal partner and might start looking for brand ambassadors. And if you have a good relationship with them because of a one-off campaign, it increases the likelihood that you actually get to work with them. I mean, the company might up its budget and what was a one-off campaign might turn into a year-long ambassadorship. They might even turn a single campaign into a national effort where they look to license content or create more content. I mean, there are just so many different directions that any relationship could go. It's really endless. And so invest in them. Yes, even if it's a one-off relationship, don't look at it as kind of a cheap paycheck or an easy way to make a few bucks because it could result in a lot bigger opportunities down the road 
and open up doors that you never expected. And, and again, investing can mean a variety of things. It doesn't necessarily mean investing more money, but it could be simply doing more than what is asked for in the brief. It might mean hopping on the phone with the team and really digging into what their goals are. It might be grabbing coffee with someone after the campaign is over. I mean, you have to decide what the best way to invest is, but do it. Think of it. With each campaign that comes up, think about what can I do that is just a little bit extra? What can I invest that is just maybe a little bit more than what I've done in the past or what other people are doing? Because it will pay off in spades down the road. And finally, the last piece I wanted to touch on and and possibly the most important piece, although I think being nice and being professional and, and the four things I just mentioned are important, but know what you're about and own it. I think this is really important because it's at the core of a lot of decisions that you're going to make. You need to know what you and your brand are about and you need to own it because, you know, the word authentic is thrown around a lot, but authenticity really comes down to knowing who you are and knowing what you stand for. It also means knowing your audience and what they respond to so that when a partnership opportunity comes up, you can decide if it's a good fit or not. And it means that you have a foundational belief that you can stand on or a foundational understanding of who you are and who your audience is that you can stand on. It means being honest and forthright about what you can and can't do. It means turning down partnerships when they're not right for you. And it candidly, it'll also relieve you of the pressure of trying to be something that you're not, you know. Don't shrink away from who you are. Embrace it. If you've got a smaller Instagram following than a bunch of other influencers, that's okay. Own it. Don't try to obfuscate it. Maybe your engagement for the last Instagram hasn't been the way you wanted it or, you know, whatever it is, own it. Own who you are. Own what you can bring to the table because as you've seen throughout these conversations, there are a lot of different things that brands and retailers look for when they're partnering with influencers. It's not just about the numbers. It's not just about the quality of the content. It's about a variety of different things. And it's a huge space. There's room for everybody. But the key is being honest. We all hate the word authentic, but being honest about who you are, what you are, and owning it, standing for it. If you create awesome Instagram stories, own it. And if you're a converter, own it. If you produce crazy, beautiful editorial content, own it. And if you're still trying to find out what you are and find your way, own that too. The beautiful thing about this is there's so much opportunity out there for everybody. There's not a single type of influencer that gets all the work. Every company in every situation is different and they need something different. And so own who you are and you will end up in the right place working with the right people. And that doesn't mean you shouldn't try to experiment or try new things, right? It doesn't mean that you should just, hey, this is what I am. I'm sticking to this. That's all I'm ever going to be. No, it means just don't try to be something that you're not. People respond well to honesty and openness, which is why we hear the word authentic so much. So free yourself of the burden of trying to be something that you aren't and lean into the person in the business that you are. I think that you'll find that it just creates immense opportunities for you and also makes life a lot easier. So those are the five things that I wanted to touch on very briefly. Um, hopefully this masterclass is giving you a nice view into the other side of the influencer marketing landscape. I think it's really important to put ourselves in other people's shoes and hear from them occasionally, particularly when they sit where the agencies and the consultants sit in between the brands and the influencers. It's nice to get their perspective. And at the very least, hopefully it's given you something to reflect on. I would really encourage you to set aside some time to reflect on your content 
and reflect on what you've heard from our contributors here. Maybe ask them, reach out to them, ask them, talk to them, develop relationships. They've given you the keys to the kingdom. They've told you what makes influencers stand out in their minds. So use it. You got the answers to the test, use it. And then apply it to your own business and be consistent about it because it's not a one-off thing. It's not these grand gestures. It's the consistency because you never know what is going to happen on any given project, on any given coffee date, on any, whatever it might be. You never know what's going to happen. So build these habits and good things will happen. And again, a big thank you to all of our contributors. They've been wonderful with their time. As always, make sure you head over to trovebusiness.com. We have amazing resources for you there. We have a ton of write-ups from this masterclass there that you can read. Go back, listen to the old episodes and the other installments from this masterclass. I think you'll find them incredibly helpful and, and do it occasionally, you know, do it once every two months, three months, because it's good to be reminded. We'll try to continue to update this as well uh, and check in occasionally with our contributors and make sure that we're staying on top of things because the industry is moving fast. And as always, a big shout out to Pete Crimmy, who uh, makes us sound much better over the airwaves than we do in person. Thanks for joining us today on Influencer Business. And thanks for joining us on this Masterclass series. If you have any questions, comments, you want to reach out to us, team at trovebusiness.com is our email. Our handle on Instagram is trovebusiness or head to our website, trovebusiness.com. My name is Rich Gudelari. It's been my pleasure to be with you during this Masterclass. Thanks for joining us today on this episode of Influencer Business. And I'll see you next time. 